And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. Hello and welcome to 5001, the Leicester City podcast from The Athletic. And joining me is the most distinctive voice in football podcasting, the gravelly-voiced former Leicester City captain, Matt Elliott. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm okay, Rob. Thank you for that little intro there. But uh, yeah, it's the sign of a tough life, mate, a tough upbringing and an even tougher midlife. Uh, <laughs> it's taking its toll on my voice, but there we go. We'll carry on, eh? I can imagine you like that as a kid, though, as well. <laughs> uh, not not quite as gruff, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it lets slip uh, how I live my life, shall we say, maybe. Live life on the edge. <laughs> Well, you're loving life at the moment in terms of Leicester City. Um, we're going to get into um, their victory, Aston Villa, their fantastic position in the Premier League. We're going to be all nice and positive to start with, Matt, but then ooh, we're going to have to uh, go on the dark side a little bit because the injury news ahead of the second leg against Slavia Prague is not that positive. And then they've got Arsenal on Sunday as well and a very unforgiving schedule coming up as well, Matt. So we'll get into all of that. But yep. kicking off, Aston Villa... Uh, 2-1 victory on uh, uh, the weekend. But what did you make? I thought first half, one of the best performances, one of the most dominant performances I've seen from Leicester this season. And again, they went in there with injury problems and the schedule's been unrelenting at the moment. Uh, but Madison, 19 minutes. Barnes, 23 minutes. Well in control. Could have been even further ahead at half-time. Yeah, I think uh, I'm in agreement with you, Rob. Uh, it was one of the best performances, certainly... In the opening 45 minutes, they were totally comprehensive, wasn't it? it you know, in all aspects of their game, really, they were so dominant against Villa and just didn't give Villa a chance to get started in the game or get any rhythm, did they? Because, you know, contrary to how a lot of people thought it might have gone, you know, after the, their efforts in the week over in Prague and the travelling and all that that entails, and it was a tough game, etc. They they literally bounced into the the game against Villa Park. Uh, sorry, against Villa, didn't they? At Villa Park, and were hugely impressive. You know, from the off, pretty much, and uh, a little little tinkering with the team as is going to be necessary. But you know, great news to have Castagna back in contention and you know back in the starting lineup and Ricardo, who'd been rested through the week, and. What an intimidating proposition they are to coming up against them, aren't they? I mean, they do cover all angles uh, of the game on the on the right flank, don't they? Both defensively and attacking wise. Uh, you know, Ricardo, the technician, and the athletic Castagna sort of marauding along the outside of him, and uh, you wouldn't want to be up against them. And poor old Matty Target had a had a tough old afternoon, that's for sure. Certainly in the first forty-five, but. Um, yeah, they looked bright, didn't they? And and got the start and got the lead that they obviously were were looking to do because I, I suppose it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, the second half performance dipped a bit and a little bit casual and 
as, as I've seen you've reported, you know, they're a little bit sloppy in the start of the second half, which yeah. they're, not, they're not always going to get it 100% right. They're not machines. You know, as much as their mentality is, is tuned in at the right level the majority of the time, there are going to be little dips in their play. And, um, you know, for any team, but certainly a team that's in development stage like Leicester, but you always felt that they were going to do enough, didn't you? I Certainly I did, you know, because of the, their dominance uh, and their superiority in the first 45, you thought if they really needed to, possibly could have notched it up a gear if required. But it wasn't needed and they sort of came through relatively comfortably, really. You know, OK, a few scary moments and a lot of balls being piled into the box, but... Generally, Leicester dealt with them okay and, you know, looked much the better side, I think, all round. Harvey Barnes and Luke Thomas working well together. You know, Madison was playing his part as well, as was Tillemans and Ndidi. And, you know, it was there was another fine performance, really, especially when a few people are a little bit, little bit concerned, aren't they? You know, is fatigue going to kick in? Is it going to be a problem? And, you know, to, to a large degree, I think they dispelled any fears of that occurrence, certainly at the weekend with that performance. But uh, it's going to be a tough ask going forward, especially with those injuries that you mentioned uh, being borne in mind because the longer the season goes on, the more draining it becomes. But that was a great result against Villa. And, uh, you know, without being disrespectful, Villa, okay, missing Grealish and missing Matty Cash, two big operators for them. They put Villa in their place a little bit, I felt. Absolutely, I know they were missing a key players, but so have Leicester, and so is every other side in the in the yeah. league. But if you look at the league table, Leicester uh, joint second, uh, third on goal difference, six point cushion now to um, to Chelsea, and nine points ahead of the champions Liverpool. They really are strengthening their hand, and I know they were in an even better position last season. It slipped away, so nobody be counting their chickens at Leicester City. Certainly not Brendan Rodgers, who has been flat batting any questions about. Champions League and what it would mean to the club. But I did a piece on the back of that performance saying, well, this is why it's so important if they can get that Champions League because it could really transform the club even more and help that development that we've seen over the last five or six years. Uh, and certainly in terms of the prestige, I mean, obviously, you know, if, you, if you're in Champions League, you can keep the likes of Tielemans, who's uh, said today in a press conference that he'd be more than happy to commit his future to Leicester City, new contract, to, is pending there definitely and I, I imagine Harvey Barnes and some of the other lads they'll be looking at to get on long-term deals so that'll help the cause and attract new players as will the training ground help attract new players but I wanted to ask for you as, as your global ambassador sort of role as your ambassador for Leicester City um, that, that global branding it's the area that the club have really been trying to push uh, because they're so far behind the likes of Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal who have such, have such global reach. But I can imagine in your role as an ambassador, you're getting a little bit of your gist of how Leicester City are growing in the consciousness of football fans around the, the, around the planet. Yeah, very much so. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, as you say, you know, represent the club in, in different capacities, really, and have worked uh, in, in many different ways for the club, you know, playing, coaching. Uh, representing and on a corporate level, etc., and you know, very grateful to do so, but also enjoy it very much. But uh, over recent times, it's become quite clear, quite evident yeah, that the club is trying to expand it, it, its global brand, as you as you say, as you put it there, and uh, it, I, I, it's all part of the development of the club, isn't it? And 
you know, the, the involve the evolving of it because not just in a football sense, but you know, the bigger recognition that the farther further it can reach out to people, then the more substance there is to the the, the certainly the immediate future and beyond of the club. I mean, it's so well run, uh, it, but it's it's run with uh, you know ambition, but also foresight as well and. Yeah, that, that that's something that the club are trying to expand. I mean, I've literally today been speaking along with three other ex-players, Steve Walsh, Jerry Saget, Ali Morkland, uh, this morning to the Japanese Leicester City Supporters Club, would you believe? And it was it was quite a quite a long-winded conversation, actually. I only answered three questions each uh, to a whole host of, of people who were in on the meeting, uh virtual meeting. But um, you know the translation issues, etc. But it, it was really interesting, sort of engaging with them, and and they're actually Leicester City fans, um, as are people that we've spoken to in Athens prior to the Europa League game. We spoke to the Leicester City fan club in Athens and further beyond in Greece, who were all Leicester City fans. They don't support AEK Athens, and their English club is Leicester City. They're not worried about AEK. <laughs> or or Panathinaikos or whoever you want to pick. They're worried solely about Leicester City. And I know yourself, you, you spoke with, and I've been fortunate enough to get over to New York and meet the New York Foxes, who are the, the Leicester City Supporters Club in that part of the world. And again, across all America, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's a consequence of, of being consistently at a high level and, and playing good football. Uh, yes, creating awareness of the club and the brand, but performing at the very top end of football. Um, and uh, that's you know, in the Premier League, as most people recognise. And then now into Europe and beyond. And it's, uh, it's incredible stuff for, uh, you know, certainly it's a big change from the, from the days, even not that long ago in my era, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was unthinkable. But now it's almost commonplace really. And, People are not surprised by anything that Leicester City do. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now Harvey Barnes. It's Madison. It's brilliant from James Madison. He was born to entertain. And he's the headline act again. Gareth Southgate was at Villa Park at the weekend. I'm sure he would have been in, incredibly impressed with Harvey Barnes. Uh, it was 13 goals, only one less than Vardy this season. And he's had a direct hand in nine goals in his past 11 Premier League matches. And as you said, Luke Thomas would have caught his eye as yeah. well. 
James Madison. Now we're going to start moving towards a little bit of the negative here. James Madison's been in such fantastic form, playing in that more advanced role up with Jamie Vardy. Uh, that was his eighth league goal of the season. Nobody has scored more goals outside the area. It's his best goal-scoring campaign, but that uh, victory came at a price as he limped off with a with a, a hip problem. Now, we've just had a press conference with Brendan Rodgers. This is the situation with James Madison at the moment. He's in London. As we're recording this, he's been down for two days seeing specialists about his hip. They don't think he's going to need further surgery on that hip. It's the same issue that co- caused him to miss the end of last season and several months of football. Um but they're trying to manage it. They're trying to get all the information and see, devise a plan of when he could return. So it looks very doubtful that he's going to get that England call now. He's not going to be available for England. It all depends on what the, the specialists say, but it's not looking fantastic for him. And it adds to the to the problems for, for Leicester City injury-wise. It really is taking its toll this season. It's fantastic that they're up there and they're challenging and, and they've been able to cope with all these injuries where other sides haven't, like Liverpool notably haven't been able to cope with all the injuries they've had, but Leicester have so far. But you know, they've got 15 senior players available for, for the Prague second leg uh, later this week, with Kelechi Inacho also suspended. I, I mean, the list is Madison, Pratt, Perez, Inacho suspended, Morgan, Fafana, Justin, all out injured. It could take its toll on the season, couldn't it, eventually? It could, yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's realistic enough to, you know, to, to let it be a concern, that's for sure. But... It'd be massively disappointing, wouldn't it, if that was to be the key factor in, in Leicester's season sort of ebbing away again, as it did last campaign. Personally, I, I think it was, it's going to take something bordering on catastrophic to, to put them off the rails. I think they have learnt from last season. They've got more substance about them this year, and more nous and know-how and more capability and more depth. But all those positives there, you know, could be taken away as such. Yeah, if if the, you know, the already sizable injury situation uh, gets any any worse, any deeper, because I mean, you're literally scratching your head a little bit. Who's going to fill in for that number ten role that Madison ordinarily occupies um, against Slava Prague on Thursday, aren't you? Um, I, I, for me, I, I think possibly. Tillemans would be the most sensible option. Yeah, uh, just to ed- edge him forward a little bit and put Mendy or even Chowdhury, possibly one of those two alongside and Didi. You know, you've still got a fair amount of ability there, but you've got that as sort of insurance behind. Tillemans is, well, one, he's capable enough, but two, he's intelligent enough, you know, to, to alter his role a little bit. Perhaps not a natural in that position, like. James Madison, but certainly, you know, a, a very, uh, a very handy option. So I, I think Brendan maybe go that way in the short term, but it's unbelievable, isn't it? How the sort of emphasis of injuries has shifted from the defence and almost sort of just, you know, <laughs> waved its way through the team into into the forward area. I mean, I, I can't think offhand of well, I suppose Tillemans aside, isn't it? Every other player has pretty much suffered, mainstream player has suffered an injury to some degree or another. And, you know, that, well, there's maybe other reasons for that, which have been spoken about, you know, the the, the condensed fixture schedule, etc. Um, but, yeah, it is a problem. It is a worry, that's for sure. But I would say, you know, from a positive aspect of it, Leicester have dealt with 
numerous injuries throughout the course of the season, not just in patches, ongoingly. And I don't see why they can't just for a little while longer. I, I'm with you in terms of your, your worry that the injuries need to clear up, certainly a percentage of them, pretty soon you know, for that final run in, that final flourish, because otherwise the energy reserves are going to be well and truly drained, aren't they? And it could be a problem. But I think if, if two or three key members come back in over the next four or five games, I think they'll have enough to handle the situation. Yeah, 15 senior outfield players. It's, I know they're going to make up the bench. We'll probably have two sort of substitute goalkeepers on the bench hey, as well, and, and some Rob, of the youngsters. Rob, that's all we had week in, week out in our day. <laughs> we, we had to grind it out, so uh, yeah. I'm sure the boys can do the same these days. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure they will. But I wondered whether that would present an opportunity for Chengiz Under. Now, I didn't think that looked too great for him that Ricardo was uh, selected on the right side of uh, midfield at Villa Park because obviously he's been trying to impress to secure that permanent move from Roma to Leicester City. Leicester City do not have an obligation to make his loan permanent. It all depends on Brendan. And we haven't seen a lot of Cengiz. Uh, and whether the ricardo Castagna combination was with one eye on if Grealish was going to be fit, which we then found out via Fantasy Football League that he wasn't. <laughs> um, but it, it don't, he needs to start uh, getting some appearances under his belt, doesn't he, Cengiz, to, to show Brendan that he can not only do the flair side of the game, but also do the, the, the other stuff that Harvey Barnes is so excellent at. Yeah, and I think, in fairness... He hasn't convinced up to yet, up to now, even in that department, um, in terms of you know, from a starting position. Um, you know, he's been brought on and done a job to a degree, uh, you know, in different competitions, but not very often in the Premier League. But uh, yeah, he's got potential without a doubt, hasn't he? And he has a certain amount of ability. Yeah, there's no question of that. But Brendan Rodgers likes the all-round complete player, which you know Harvey Barnes is developing into on the left-hand side. And it's, it's who, who he can trust to do the job that he requires, which is why more often than not, he goes for Mark Albrighton, who, who still has you know creative potential in terms of his deliveries and his link-up with Vardy in particular, albeit not much of a goal threat. But he has that reliability, doesn't he? You know, and that experience and... Under hasn't hasn't been able to deliver that really, and I think. But then now there's the added you know, part of the equation is Ricardo has been introduced, and as I touched on at the start when we were talking earlier, I, I mean for me that is the best combination. I, I have to say, I mean the, the two of them, you could swap them around and play. You know, we could you if you so desired Castagna in front of Ricardo. I think the best option is the way he adopted it on Saturday. But they're both, you know, supreme athletes, class operators, both intelligent footballers, bags of ability. You know, aggression when needed. And you know, what a pairing they are! What a pairing! I mean, you don't put it this way. You'd be foolish if you thought right. Okay, as a left full back or something, I haven't got too much to worry about. I've got a couple of right backs operating on my flank. They're more than right backs, aren't they? And I think, all things considered, the combination of those two is the best that Leicester have got, which makes it very hard for other players, primarily Genghis 
Under, who's uh, had a stop-start time at the club. And uh, I don't know, without being too ruthless, he really needs to make his mark between now and the end of the season if he's going to have any chance of getting a permanent contract. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Now, if Tielemans is going to be the number 10 uh, for the foreseeable future, if he is going to be moved forward for the uh, Prague game and then Arsenal on Sunday at King Power Stadium, it would probably break up one of the most effective central midfield partnerships I've seen for a long, long time. I've done a piece uh, on the Athletic website now. Check it out. Um, Looking at Tielemans, uh, since he dropped back into that deeper role where he's, he's got more time and space and his range of passing... He's superbly complimented. Welford did his more destructive side. And I mean, to, if you combine the two, Brendan said they'd probably, if you could make one player out of those two, he'd be worth £150 million. They've been mm-hmm. fantastic together. And it's a shame, really, that that lack of a, a number 10 option, if Madison's out for any considerable amount of time, would break those two up because they're such a brilliant combination. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I think most people are of the same opinion, aren't they? It's increasingly so as well as, you know, everyone's becoming aware of what an incredible partnership they are, which is what makes me think, you know, whilst you're speaking there, Rob, I'm thinking about, you know, how Brendan might implement Tillemans in a slightly different role because he'd be loath to break that that partnership up uh, in that area of the field. I, and because it is a different dynamic if Mendy comes in alongside Ndidi or Chowdhury does. Because all of a sudden, you know, a couple of enforcers really, players that tick the game over, but they don't run the show in the in the manner that Tillemans does. And I mean, he, he may well operate. I know it detracts from you know, your attacking force as such, but he may well implement a three, a solid three there in midfield, with Tillemans having the license to venture forward, you know, and just drift into those areas rather than Madison, who's more advanced and sometimes creeps up alongside Vardy and beyond. But Tillemans maybe, you know, initially hold in there with that midfield three, nice and solid and secure, get his foot on the ball, play the forward pass and then push on and link up possibly arriving late on the edge of the box. Be interesting to see how that one develops because it, it will change the dynamics of the team a little bit. And I mean, in a different way, you, you could possibly equate it, you know, Jordan Henderson has gone the opposite way, gone back in defence, but, you know, there's two problems there for Liverpool. Uh, one, you know, Henderson's not Van Dijk defensively, but you're losing a massive player in their midfield and you've seen the effect that it's had. And that's one of the factors why Liverpool's form have dipped, in my opinion. And you don't want to lose too much of what Silliman's gives in that deep uh, 
midfield role that he's been occupying. So it's it's a conundrum for the manager, but I, you know I think you can get somewhere a little balance between the two, and Tillemans is clever enough to do that. Absolutely. Well, we haven't got long to wait to find out how Brendan Rodgers uh, answers that conundrum uh, with the game against Prague and then Arsenal. We'll be back next week with another edition of 5001. Hopefully we'll be reflecting on progress in Europe and uh, another step closer to Champions League for next season as well. Matt, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure, Rob. Don't be too downbeat. We have no gloom and doom round here in these parts. We haven't got time for that. We've had enough of that. (laughs) Absolutely, Um, I'll have my positive vibe back on next week, hopefully. Good. I'll be checking you out. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. And thank you to all our listeners as well for joining us on 5001. We'll see you again next time. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.